welcome back. Welcome back to A Little Bit Deep. I'm Eden. And I'm Sophie. And we're your emotional friends who like to get deep, embrace the cringe, and unpack the unique personal journeys of life as a young adult. So this week we've got a bit of a different episode on the cards. We're going to be answering questions. Yeah, so we're switching up a little bit. We're switching it up a bit because you guys have requested that you want to get to know us a bit more and we thought we'd dive in deep with some personal um, thought-provoking questions. So we've written a, a few questions to ask each other and we also had a question box up throughout the week asking you guys to write in some questions and we do have a few that we'll get to at the end of the episode. Um, but first, how is your week, Eden? So I was at a conference all week for work um it was so fun uh it was it amazing. really fun yeah it, it was, was in sydney wasn't it yeah in sit well yeah, central coast um ah yeah it was, is. Cute. well it was inland from central coast but yeah it was yeah. um really beautiful and so fun like everyone had such a good time um and we had a few cool speakers which was cool so yeah that's what I've been doing and it looks like a fun time yeah we had like a festival a drone show if you haven't seen a drone show before I am usually I like, not really impressed by stuff like that it was what was cool. a drone show like, it was <laughs> like drones flying hundreds, around everywhere I'll just have to show you because it's like hundreds of drones in the sky making pictures it's just incredible how they do it. Like they must like code these pictures in. That's really cool. That reminds me of like Spider Man. Remember in like one of the new Spider Man, the evil villain, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen Spider Man. <laughs> no, I, I like I like Marvel. I don't like Spider Man. Um, uh, okay. So I haven't seen well, any of the Spider Man. Well, you're breaking my heart because Spider Man is my favorite. So anyway, maybe I'll moving watch on it. from that, there is a scene that the evil villain makes and I don't really know how to describe it. <laughs> like a sky filled with drones and that's what it reminds me right of. yeah anyway, well it was on. really cool it was really cool and we had lots of cool guests so um yeah. like we had like the editor-in-chief of Vogue Australia that's really cool like that was so sick and um a few other people like a football player and stuff like that so um oh, yeah fun. that was me what about you so very fun my week is a bit different this week. I just finished uni up for the trimester and I've only got one more trimester left. So I'm hitting the home run. Um, and it was just been a really stressful past few weeks for me, like personally and work and uni. Like I, I actually, looking back, don't know how I got through it. It was just so much on my plate. Um, so I had a great week. I made myself relax and just catch up with a few friends I've been meaning to catch up with for a while, um, taking some personal time. I haven't done like as little as I would have liked, but I just, it was just nice not to be so stressed for a change. And I've been sleeping really well and it was just good. It was a good week. I'm seeing the good side of life again. <laughs> so that's good. That's good. Um, all right, well, let's not mess around because we've got a bit to get through. So let's get started. Yeah, let's get straight into it. Okay, so these are the questions that we have put together, just some ones that we thought would be good to get to know us. So the first question is, what is your toxic trait? 
Oh, do I go first? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I ask, you go first. Oh my God. I have so many toxic traits, but it's so hard to think of them on the spot. I'm going to have to think. I feel like you could help me a bit because <laughs> you know my toxic traits. Well, uh, leaving stuff everywhere. That's one that I know is apparently. Okay, yeah. I would need my boyfriend for this because he would be yeah. able to tell me like 20 things. He'd be like, hmm, let me get up. See, I don't think they're that toxic because I'm fine living with them. That's not but... a toxic trait. Yeah. See, okay, okay, okay. I know that I'm going to say some things that I know annoy other people about me because I feel like that's what defines a toxic trait is like other people are annoyed by it. Yeah. I tend to like overshare in stories <laughs> so I have a habit <laughs> even even doing the podcast there's like times where I just ramble for 20 minutes and I have to cut out half because I'm saying the same thing but I just get overexcited and just start talking for a long time and I feel like that can annoy some people also yeah maybe you go first um mine would be probably this is quite deep, I think, but um, mine would be like kind of expecting other people to think the way I do and like mm. be, think, like think of life how I think of life. That's mm. just literally not the case. So that's pretty toxic because, yeah, it's just toxic. Um, and then another one would be um, kind of linked to that is my per- having my personal experiences of life impact how I see people like too much and yeah. then a kind of like a basic one would be um just like over organizing like wanting wanting mm. everyone in my life to like be on board with planning shit all the time and mm. um like you know I want to plan Mother's Day present two months in mm. advance but not everyone wants to do that so mm. that would probably be like one that impacts other people the most see I love that about you though because I am not that way inclined so like that's when I've always like I'm even in even in like middle school when we were first becoming friends and like you'd plan something to do on the weekend I'd be like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like guys we're going to the shops at 3 p.m yeah you're like the that's time, like send it through <laughs> yeah. You, yeah it's something I've always just it's yeah like plan everyone's bus routes to get to little shops oh my god I loved it oh you're so cute yeah actually something I forgot about that's so funny (laughs) um all right next question are you an introvert or extrovert I am an extrovert yeah I've been enjoying alone time more often than not these Mm. days but I definitely like um hanging out with people makes me enjoy life and excited yeah, like you recharge from hanging out with others I think so yeah mm. what about you it's a bit of a hard question because I feel like omnivert the more you unpack it I, I am a bit of an omnivert <laughs> even when I've done personality tests my extroversion versus introversion is very like centered 50 50 but I definitely through different points in my life have either felt more of an extrovert where I recharge from being around people than in other points where I've recharged from being alone. And I think it just depends on my mental capacity at the time and what I'm feeling and whatever. But I would say I'm more introverted, slightly. 
Yeah, I'd believe that. Okay, so next we have, oh, this one's kind of like really fucking deep. Um, what <laughs> is one of the, <laughs> what is one of the hardest things you have ever been through? Hardest thing I've ever been through. Oh my God. Okay. I've got, okay, I have a few things that come to mind. Like, I think the first one that immediately pops up is like my parents divorce because not only did they divorce, but they both moved into state and remarried within the period of like a year. So like that was very, that was a lot (laughs) for me as like a 15 year old girl. Um, So I think that impacted my life severely. Um, So probably that if I'm being honest, but there have been other things that I've gone through. Like my first proper breakup was pretty hectic for me, Um, especially just the timing of my life and everything else that was happening in my life just made it a lot harder than it could have been. So that was very tough. And then I think also similar to my breakup because it was around the same time so I feel like they go hand in hand was moving interstate straight out of school because I had already moved so much um and I didn't want to move necessarily like all my friends were up in Queensland and I kind of just had to because of you know my my parents circumstances yeah circumstances um and that was so hard because I already had gone through so much in years prior and then I just had a breakup and then I had to move into state. I didn't know one single person. Um, and it was just really tough. It was really, really hard. And yeah, I mean, those, wow, <laughs> it's a lot to, lot to talk about. But those years, I think that was a good five years where there was just like next traumatic event after the other. So it was a tough time but you know that's what shapes you and makes you appreciate the good times in life what about you what's your hardest thing Eden mine probably would be I'm gonna go with not an event I'm gonna go with something that I've had to experience but through my parents divorce and other life events I would say the hardest thing that I've ever had to deal with is my trust issues and mm. um, the how my life has impacted the way I see things. Um, mm. Yeah, so that, obviously there's been events that have happened that have led to this, but ultimately how I don't know if people are real and I don't know if what I'm seeing is real is the hardest thing that I've ever had to go through. That's really hard, Mum. <laughs> cry yeah no as you should it's true it's true like I don't know like my reality sometimes just because of Mm. like anyways that's what I'm working through like you can't you can't take people at face value because of your your trust your inability to trust completely yeah 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 that's hard all right well moving on well, I don't know. On a more positive note, should I say, what are you most proud of yourself for? Oh, I would say my um, resilience. I'm mm. a resilient person. I um, have always loved 
freely, even though you could say that I didn't have to. Mm. Like I just choose to still open my heart to things. Yeah, that's, that's probably one. mine. What's yours? I love that. Um, mine is actually similar, resilience, but in a different way. Um, I think with everything that I have gone through, just my ability to bounce back and just even though it's created some really like a lot of turmoil for me and a lot of hard times, um, just my fight to not want to give up and just want the best for myself no no matter the circumstance and just creating and actually actively creating those things and going out and seeking the best life for myself I think despite everything yeah I love that that's a great one okay next we have do you have any regrets (sighs) I feel like I'm getting all the hard ones (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, you are. Okay. Regrets. Yeah, it's like we have a lighthearted one and then we have a hard one. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um okay. Biggest regret. Do you have one that you know for yourself? Yeah. Okay, well you go first. I do have one. My biggest regret would probably be um I have two actually. I think I didn't think what care what people think, but I actually do care what people think. Mm. And then I've only realized that recently. So um, obviously regret caring, like, because nobody who cares what other people think. So I regret holding myself back at times. And then Mm. I also regret how I let my last relationship, like, treat me without realizing Mm. because I was block like had rose colored glasses on um yeah it would be that like I don't regret anything obviously because now I've learned but just was just so stupid so yeah I mean I mean in hindsight in those situations you look back and you're like oh how could I have been so stupid but at the same time like you it's it's about giving yourself grace because you were you as you said that's one of your best traits as well is that you open your heart so freely you know and you see the best in people despite what you may feel and even that's such a hard thing though especially for you I feel is because when you do open your heart and you know you have this trust issue when these flat red flags as people say whatever are being thrust in your face it's kind of you kind of gaslight yourself because you're like, no, I need to learn to trust. I trust his word. And it's, and that ability to keep doing that to yourself is one of your best traits, but also I think, yeah, looking back, looking back, it it makes you feel like, why did I let myself be put in that position? But at the same time, like it's just you loving and I think that's a beautiful thing. You shouldn't be too harsh on yourself for that. But. Yeah, well, I heard this quote. It's like the heart, like forgiveness is not really about forgiving the person who did you wrong. It's about forgiving yourself for letting that person yeah. cross your boundaries and, and treat you wrongly yeah. uh, because, you know, everyone wants self-respect and self-love and, and to put themselves uh, put themselves first and just 
get treated how we deserve to be treated. But when that line is crossed, you feel like you've betrayed yourself because you've let someone else um, gaslight you or whatever. So, yeah, I think that would be a regret is like letting someone gaslight me into not believing my own thoughts. But in saying that, you learn. So do I regret it? No. Yeah, I mean, I am someone who believes very like strongly not to regret things in life yeah um because i think that everything like if you've made a silly decision or whatever like you do things for a reason right you're not doing things just because like or against your own free will hopefully you're not and if you do something that isn't the best decision you learn from it and you hopefully learn not to do it again so you know, I mean, I think a regret would be if you've already learned the lesson and you go back and do it again, that would probably yeah, be more of a toxic, a you know, trait. But um, if I had to choose something, um, I probably would regret in my younger years just not valuing myself as much as I could have, like feeling because of everything. And I, and I don't regret it because I know how – much turmoil I was going through and the hurt I was in um so I give myself kindness for that now but I think looking back if I could say something to my younger self it would just be like to hug her and let her know that she's loved and that she's going to be okay because I know that time was really hard for me um and I mean I made decisions that probably weren't the smartest at the time but if I had to choose anything, it'd probably be that. What is something that you have learned from your last relationship? <sighs> um, <laughs> I don't know if I really have learned anything. Yeah, it kind of just was what it was. I don't know if I would say I necessarily, and this could be just me being blind, but I don't think I really learned anything. It was kind of, uh, it just happened how it happened. Like I, I got really hurt in my last relationship. So yeah, I mean, I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> That's all that happened. They should have had things to learn, not me. Yeah. I think what I learned is to make sure you're checking in with yourself and don't, don't go through a relationship focusing on the relationship all the time. Ooh, Focus hard. on what are you actually thinking and feeling right now? And are you being yourself and are you okay? Um, is this is this you? Because I feel like that's what I lost. So I think that's what I learned to go through my current relationship with is like, check in on me, check in on me. Like, I know that sounds selfish, but you'll kind of know if you're in a toxic relationship or not right yeah so um that's kind of I think what I learned that is such good advice because I feel like as women as well we really try and give everything like give ourselves give the relationship like everything even if that person isn't treating us with the respect or is a good person to us like it's really important for us to understand because I feel like women just keep trying and trying and trying and like I feel like we need to be more intuitive with what is good for us 100 percent. yeah all right next question 
is a cute one. What's your favorite childhood movie? Um, mine would be Barbie, Princess and the Pauper. It's a banger. I loved that movie. I feel like so many people loved it. Yeah, that it was like one of the top tier Barbie movies. It's just so yeah, it really the friendship, was. the songs, the dresses, Ugh. everything, the animals, the storyline, the colors. Oh. Bring it back. It was so good. Well, I we wanna, can still watch, watch it. it. Yeah, it's so <laughs> good. I'm obviously like Frozen obsessed. So Frozen wasn't Frozen. out in my childhood, but it's a child. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, it's not out of yeah, my it's a child movie. But it's a Disney movie and it's my favorite movie. So Fair enough. Um, My favorite childhood movie. Okay. I am someone who has had actual periods in my life of like phases where I'm obsessed with a different movie. So like my first obsession was The Little Mermaid. Yeah, I know you love that movie. I loved that movie. I loved the songs. I loved the animals, the underwater world, the mermaids. It was just like so ethereal and fun. And I actually thought I was Ariel. Like I completely took on the persona of Ariel for, and I would not respond unless I was wow. with Ariel for moments of my life. <laughs> Um, and I think as I got a bit older, then I got back into Back to the Future. That is so random. That's Back to the Future. Yeah, I like got full into the 80s aesthetic and like puffer jackets and like everything. I was full into that. <laughs> um, oh no, before that, I was obsessed with okay, this isn't a movie, but the fairy books. Oh, Did yeah. Did you ever yeah. read yeah. them? Yeah. 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 My My best friend, my best childhood friend, and I used to read these books all of them like we're obsessed and we thought we were fairies and we convinced the whole grade that we were fairies so yeah I feel like this is really outing myself as a crazy person but anyway (laughs) no I think every child has those moments where they just like fully throw themselves into the world of some like cars or something yeah 100% um okay well let's get into the questions that you guys have written in okay starting off with what has been your worst financial decision to date i like this one this is a good question this is yeah good. i was like well that's actually a good question um okay i have made a few See, okay, this is where I like, this is where I ha- my no regrets thing comes in, right? Because I've made a couple of fi- silly mm. financial decisions. Like when I was living in Sydney, I did not have the money to be discretionary spending, yet I still bought myself a whole like suite of fresh French linen sheets for my bed that costs like <laughs> hundreds of dollars. But at the time- You still have those? Yeah, yeah, but see, that's what I mean. Like yeah. they last and I love exactly. them and they're beautiful. Um, And I just firmly believe in investing money in your bedding because like you spend half your life in there. But also at the time that was a very silly financial decision because it stressed me out. Also, I bought myself a diving, like I was becoming a dive master, which is like a dive, a scuba diving instructor. I spent so much yeah. money on that when I had no money, but also that was an experience that I loved and a hobby. So then I also spent like heaps of money on a piano and like musical instruments, but they're all hobby things. So I don't know, like I, I back all of my purchases, but just at the time they were just like not the wisest decision. Yeah, I get that. Mine would be um, when I was, I think I was like 19, maybe I was 20. Anyways, no, I was 20. When I was 20, 
I um, just having fun and I got a credit card. It only had like two grand on oh, it. it, was, it was, had a, that's a good one. It had a small cap, but I had two grand on it. And then I went to, um, I didn't have any savings. <laughs> I was working in retail. I was working in retail. I wanted to go to, a, I wanted to go to a festival. So I quit my retail job and I got a credit card and I went to a festival and then I went to traveled New Zealand and then I went to um, Bali. Was this a Bali trip with me? On all of this credit card. Yeah. And then I ran out of money, ran out of money. Thank God my like dad lent me um, $300 or something while I was over there. I think I remember <laughs> I think My dad this. lent me 300 and my mom lent me like, 200 or something to survive the next week um and I came back in debt I had so much fun so I can't really regret it um like honestly best period of my life um yeah but yeah I was just in debt after that I I paid it off that year so it wasn't really a big deal but still like started from yeah it it put me back I guess but it was fun. So that would probably be that. And then moving to Melbourne, um, like I saved up to move here and it's just been way more expensive than I thought. Moving always moving into that. State. Yeah. Yeah. Moving into state and buying everything. And yeah. um, especially at me and my sister, we both don't have heaps. So I, I spent a lot. Um, yeah. Setting you know, yourself so I'm up. I'm just like feeling it, feeling it now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Vibe. So next question is, Eden, tell us about your fitness journey. Well, not Eden specifically, but <laughs> <laughs> me first. Eden, kick us off. Um, fitness journey. My fitness journey has been pretty plain. I have always been someone really into staying fit. Like I would, I actually think back and I'm like, I would wake myself up at like 5 a.m. and go to a running group when I was like 12, 11. So like fitness has always kind of been part of my life and I was a dancer. So, um, yeah, but when I left school, um, I didn't really know what I liked because I wasn't dancing anymore as much. And I tried going to like a good life and working out and it was so boring and I hated going and just like Mm. my gym had lots of just older guys in it and I'd go to the gym and Mm. work out and be like, this is shit. Like, is this literally what people do? This is so shit. But then I started, um, Going to things like obviously F45 was my first experience of like group fitness. Um, mm. But it wasn't until I joined FitStop in like October 2020 or 2021, actually. Um, mm. So about a year and a half ago um, is when I started enjoying fitness. And, and that's when I actually learned to enjoy working out and being strong and fit and um I realize I'm still going on my journey like realizing how to work Mm. out for not looking good because you don't always achieve the results you want to achieve in appearance it's just how it is um yeah just working out to be healthy and strong yeah what about you so yeah um it's an interesting it's a good question actually it's a massive question it is a huge question I'm just trying to think I was I grew up more of a like I didn't grow up in a very fitness oriented family like we weren't really sporty or as a child like 
it wasn't like a thing like my parents weren't into fitness um so it wasn't until I was like in my teenage years where I was like I decided for myself to prioritize fitness in my life but at that time I was also suffering from an eating disorder which was a huge you know it was with everything else going on that I touched on earlier a way to control what I could at the time um so quickly fitness became quite I guess of a disciplinary activity for me like I was it was more it wasn't in a healthy way like I was working out not for a healthy reason um but I enjoyed it and I got into running that was like my thing that I enjoyed to do I remember that. um and yeah I mean it wasn't until late so I started probably in year eight or nine running and then later in high school when I started healing my eating disorder, I got more into, I guess, weight training and actually studied cert three and four in fitness um, with my high school, you know, certificate or whatever. Um, And so I got more into like gym as well as running. I still loved running. Like I'd still get up at like, like you said, 5am and do like the you know, running groups and stuff at school. I was a boarder as well. So we used to get up and like go and do running and stuff, which was yeah. really fun. Yeah. Um, but after school, I lost motivation to do that because I didn't have that, I guess, community around me. Yeah. And like, yeah, I think it's been a journey for me as well because it's something that I've always prioritized and wanted in my life. Um, but hasn't been always the healthiest for me, I think. So it's been a journey for me to find like a more of a healthy mentality surrounding it. I think being with Sam in recent years, because I've through my adult life, I've gone through periods of just not working out because I wasn't doing it for healthy reasons and then working out and loving it, but then getting bored of what I was doing. So it's, it's just, it's a journey to find you know, something that's mentally and physically good for you. Um, But my partner, Sam, has been really encouraging because he's a personal trainer and his whole life. I was about to say. He's like, he's like, like, he does everything. Um, So he's grown up in a hugely sport-orientated family. So he's been really encouraging of just like that healing journey for me. But yeah, I'm still figuring out like where my, my spot is as well, like what I enjoyed doing as an adult yeah I think everyone's health journey is so unique and different and it can always relate to someone so I think it's a good thing to talk about and I definitely think it's something we'd like to talk about Mm. on a future episode because obviously so like even with your eating disorder that's such a um life pivotal like thing to go through so um Mm. yeah it's it's a big one all right, next question is what has been your most challenging work relationship you've had to navigate and why? Oh. <laughs> this one's a bit close to mine. I can't believe someone actually wrote this in. I thought that when it came through. I was like, <laughs> oh, weird. It wasn't even from someone who, like, knows the situation either. But anyway, all right. Um, yeah, well, so I did touch on last week that I've had a bit of change happen in my life recently and that the last few weeks have been quite hard on me um mentally and emotionally 
And a lot of that had to do with my workplace and my environment. Um, I won't go into it all because I just think it's very, it's still very fresh and the situation is still very delicate. So I don't want to really go into it too much, but it's, it's really hard when you are in a workplace. Cause I did, I really did love my job, um, and my role and everything. So it's really hard when you're in a workplace where you don't want to go or your life surrounding life changes and your mood changes just because of like a relationship with someone in the workplace. It's kind of shit. So it's, it's, it was hard to navigate, um, because I just wanted to come in and enjoy my job, but sometimes you have to look after yourself first. So, yeah. What about you, Eden? Um, yeah, I actually was thinking about this and I don't have one. So that's amazing for me. But yeah, I literally haven't ever had a bad working environment. So I mean, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't have had one before this either. Yeah, so. so it's it's a good thing. You don't really want your workplace to be negative. It would be a really hard thing to go through because you've you're seeing them every day if you work full time, that yeah. is. Um, yeah, it's very close to your life. So it just, it just be hard. Okay. So next question. Are you happy at the moment? Ooh. Eden. Um. I mean, we could even dive into this and say what is happiness, but I think. Yeah. I like to take happiness as like content. Like, are you like happy with where you're at? Because happy, happiness fluctuates. It's not really yeah. an ever-constant feeling. It's not linear. Yeah. So I would say at the moment, not really. Like I'm going through a lot of emotional things. And so I would say that my average day-to-day is challenging. So it makes it hard to be happy. I've always got something on my yeah, that I'm working through in my mind. So... I would say probably not my happiest at the moment, but I don't feel down about that. I'm fine with it because it just is what it is. Yeah, it's it's a season. It's a season of challenges. Yeah. What about you, So? Um, last week, no. This week, <laughs> yes. yes. Well, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. Okay. Overall, the season I'm at in life is my happiest I've been in a very very long time. Um. You know, I lightly touched on a few years that were ongoing that were really, really challenging. So the past few years for me have been really lovely and I'm in a really good place at the moment. So, yeah, I would say I'm happy. What is your biggest life lesson to date? I would say just because my life in my 24 years has been so, like, chaotic. Like, I've I've moved a lot. Um I just had a lot happen, right? So, which I, I'm not saying is a bad thing, but I think my biggest learning from that is that life, you can't plan out life. Like I have the, such a mentality now as to like making sure I'm enjoying my day-to-day and making the most out of the day and finding joy in little things because I find that even when everything turns – and you're in, you know, you're, you're not control of the situation that has unfolded. If you're still taking joy in the little things, 
you're you're going to be able to get through it you know what I mean so I feel like that is something that I've learned the most yeah that's a good one because it's true it's hard to accept though my biggest life lesson to date would probably be don't expect from other people what you would do or like what you think and I guess we kind of touched on that Mm. at the start about like our toxic Mm. traits because it's something that I've like done I guess um but yeah like it's your life and your opinions and your views don't have to be other people's or the way you Mm. handle things like you might handle something really gracefully and other people um don't they you know but um but yeah just accepting that your life is your own and not everyone don't expect much of people (laughs) pretty much that sounds like a bad life lesson but (laughs) it makes life more peaceful I think okay next is are you usually the break upper or the break up e all right I'm first am I okay yeah (sighs) yeah I'm usually the break upper yeah you are I've broken I'm usually more hearts than have broken mine which is not something I'm proud of but unfortunately yeah I have been the breakup e mostly yeah kind of one I one I broke up the next one I've only had three Mm. three boyfriends one was mutual was just like um I've mostly been the breakup e I would say yeah have you ever been heartbroken Closely related to the last question. Yes, I have. Plenty of times. <laughs> Enough times. No more times, please. Literally the worst thing ever. No, literally. It actually hurt. Yeah. I When I think of heartbreak, when I think of heartbreak, I think of my body aching because you're so sad. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> okay. Have I ever been heartbroken? Yes. Oh my God. Yes, 100%. I've been the breakup her most of the time, but that doesn't mean I haven't gotten my heart broken for myself. Like it's still heartbreaking to break up with someone that you love. But also I've had my heart broken when someone's broken up with me and it is not a good feeling and I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy because, yeah, it's it's not nice. Yeah, but it's character building, so. It is. I mean, yeah, you learn a lot. You learn a lot from being heartbroken, but not fun how many lots of love questions how many times have you been in love have you ever said i love you and not meant it oh okay yes i've been in love i am in love right now i've been in love before i would say i've been in love three times i love so deeply this is a thing like every single person i've been with i've loved so deeply um but i have said i love you and not meant it i've had relationships where I've tried to make it work but I should have just listened to myself and that I didn't actually really like this person so yes I have said I love you and not meant it um but I have been in love and it is wonderful how about you yeah I've been in love be be more happy about it please oh my god yeah I've been in love (laughs) no I've I've been in love but I don't know in hindsight it's like you love them in the moment, but looking back, I'm like, that wasn't love. So that's why it's hard. But but I have been in love, yes. And have I said I love you and not meant it? No, I haven't. Really? You've never done that? At the time. Wow. No, never. 
You're you're a better person than me. I haven't really had flings. So I feel like if you're going to say I love you to someone, it's going to be a fling and you're not going to actually be in a full-blown relationship. Nah, like I've been in a full-blown relationship and not loved somebody. Oh, yes. See, how you even got to that point? I thought, okay, this is what I mean. Like I tried to break up with this person a few times and never ended up breaking okay. up with them because they convinced me not to. Right. Um, so it was that kind of situation. Okay, that makes like sense. it wasn't me. It wasn't me just fully consciously like being in this relationship yeah. and saying I love you and being like, haha, I don't. Yeah, no, that makes full but sense. But it was me being manipulated. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So yes to both of those things. Next question, last question. If you could have coffee with any historical figure, who would it be? Mine would be uh Jesus. Oh, it would be Jesus, or if not, it would be like maybe Paul, like one of the disciples. Paul. Yeah. Who's <laughs> Paul? Oh, Paul. <laughs> I thought you said Paul, like like the North Pole. I was. Or like, maybe I'd want to talk to like one of the female Bible people, like maybe like Mary, Ooh. or like Ruth. I don't know. Wow, so biblical. <laughs> But no, I mean, because I, it's so like, it's such a profound time. Yeah. And obviously like someone who believes in it themselves, I have questions. Um, yeah, Jesus. I, no, I think you've hit the nail on the head. I would say, sorry to copy. I had like other people in mind, but you've trumped them. Because imagine, oh my God, the, the conversation you would have. Oh, I would just want to know what went down. Like, what was that time? But even like just even? to understand, like, understand Jesus a bit more, face like, and being face to face with him. Yeah, so many questions that would just be like, that's a dream. That's my coffee yeah. person. Like, let's do it. That's beautiful. Alrighty, guys, it's time for asking for a friend. This week's question was: Do you believe you should have a purpose in life? And the results were 68% said yes, definitely. And then 18% said no. And then 14% said, I don't know what that means. I added that one in because I'm like, some people don't probably don't even know what that actually means. So what do you reckon? Oh, (laughs) this is, uh, I find this a really hard question to answer. Because I don't know, like, I do believe that we should have a purpose. I don't, I feel like different people define purpose differently, though. So I feel like it means different things because purpose could mean like you are on this earth for a reason. You've been put here for a reason. You know, you have a definitive purpose, right? So like that, that's a different meaning. Whereas other people might think it's it's a reason to get you out of bed in the morning. It's something you're passionate about. Like it's something to get you going and like enjoy in life like if you're not living for something then what are you living for whereas other people I feel like don't feel the need for it which is obviously why they would say no but I feel like for me I've always lived for a reason like I've always woken up in the morning feeling like I'm here for a reason and that I have passions and that I have interests for a reason and I feel like that gives me purpose in my day-to-day to get up and you know do this thing called life so it's almost like a mindset yeah I feel like it's a mindset thing yeah I think I think yes mm. because I feel like it makes you a 
better and happier person. Mm. However, I think some people have more of a purpose than others. I know how everyone says like everybody has a purpose and I do believe that Mm. strongly. Like some people are there to help people. Some people are there to change the business world. Some people are there to um, make people healthier. Some people are there to, you know, I believe that your career that you choose. Yeah, be a mother. That's a good one. So I do believe that purpose is important. I think it's hard at our age to figure it out. Like I'm still figuring mine out Mm. because it has to be connected to your core and your heart. Mm. Like it can't just be like, I don't think it can be superficial. I don't think it can be like top line. I think it needs to be something that's quite like, whether it's in my job, I want to show people that there's still kindness in the world. Or I want to raise money for sex trafficking. Yeah. You know, I think that that's for a greater meaning than yourself is what I'm saying. Like you, you're giving something to the world. The world. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, but that's how I see it. Mm. Where I don't think people, I don't think everyone yeah. would see it like that. And that's okay. I really, really like that. I love that definition because I think it's true. Mm. What first comes to my brain when I think of purpose is like what gets you out of bed in the morning. Yeah. So it's like a different way of thinking about it. Um, but that's what I mean. I feel like it can be interpreted so yeah. many different ways. And I'm interested for the people who said, I don't know what that means, like what your perception is of purpose, because I think you, you definitely have a purpose, like to some sort of degree, right? Like whether you think of the people in your own life, like, for example, my mum has so much purpose to me as a person, same with my dad, same with my friends, yeah. my partner, like there's these people in life who have purpose to me as an individual. So it'd be interesting to see how people view that. Yeah. And I, like you said, like, I think it is a mindset and, and it mm. impacts your life positively to have one. Yeah. A hundred percent. And some are greater than others and there's, that's fine. Yeah. Cause when I think, I think purpose, it can sort of carry a, a pressurized yeah. connotation. Yeah. Like people would think, oh, what's my purpose? What's, why am I here? Like it can be sort of an existential question, but I don't think it has to be like that. I think you can make greater purpose through the little things. And yes, that's exactly right. Um, But that's all we have time for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And of course, uh, keep an eye out on our socials and please if you've listened give us a rating i'm gonna say this every week click the stars we, we're trying to get to 100 ratings um and we know that there are more people listening than the ratings we have so if you yeah. are listening right now please 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 give us a rating it means so much and it really does help us so um yeah otherwise we hope you have a lovely day and whatever you're doing whether that's going for a walk going to work whatever and we'll see you next week